Hi, this is Mark, lead pastor of Lux Digital Church. I want to thank you for joining us today and also invite you to join with us live at twitch.tv slash Church every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST. Thank you for joining us and please enjoy this message. Hello and welcome everybody to Lux Digital Church. My name is Mark and I am the pastor here at Lux and I just want to let you know that it is such a joy and a pleasure to have you here with us tonight. I say that during the welcome moment. We say it again here because we know we have an on-demand family who joins us later on either over VOD or podcast or over YouTube and I want to make sure I take the moment and I want to welcome our on-demand family as well because we know there's a lot of folks who join us later on that can't come out here live or they don't use Twitch and so they're they're just viewing us on YouTube and stuff. So we want to welcome you guys. I do want to say hello, though, to some of our first-time guests who are here tonight because Legobot99, Danielle, a handful of others who are here for the very first time tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're here, especially if you're here for the first time tonight, we have prepared for you. We've thought about you. We have prayed for you. Can we get a little bit of hype in the chat from our regular Lux folks uh, for the first time guests who are here and if you are here and you're here for the first time and you've been lurking and you're a little unsure of maybe what to do or um, unsure of when to participate listen we love you we're glad that you're here uh, Lux is for you we and we are rooting for you we're in your corner we're here to support you no matter where you are no matter where you are in life no matter what you believe yes we are a church but we are for all people and so no matter where you are and what you believe and what's going on in your life right now we want you to know that we care about you and we are glad that you are here with us tonight and so if you are here for the very first time if and only if you feel comfortable, would you just say hello to us in the chat or would you drop a follow here on the stream? All that we want to do is have the opportunity to say hello and welcome to Lux Digital Church. At the end of the stream, I usually go ahead and give shout outs for anybody who followed over the course of the past week, especially those who followed during the stream. We'd love to be able to do that for you as well. And all that we're going to do if you follow is I'm going to send you a direct message tomorrow over Twitch, welcome you into our community and inviting you to come and join us in Discord without any pressure. You certainly don't need to, but we're glad that you're here. Whether you got invited by someone tonight and they tossed you the link, or maybe tonight you were just strolling through the just chatting category here on Twitch and you saw a church. And uh, maybe you saw, you know, us sitting on the couch. Like oh, that kind of looks like a cool setup. Maybe I'll swing by and hang out. We want you to know that we're really, really glad that you're here. Right now, tonight, we are in a part three of a four-part collection here at Lux called Rhythms. And yes, I have this big glass of water with me because I need it to make it through my message tonight. Thank you guys for all the hype that we got in chat tonight. Guys, if you are listening on demand, man, would you come and join us next week live? Because because there is some energy in chat tonight, folks. Over 50 people who came out for church tonight, man. And, and let me just be clear. When we say there's over 50 people, we know that many of you are watching two on a phone or two on a screen. Many of you have more than one person who are watching. So we know there's more than 50 people here who are part of our church family tonight. It's such an honor and a privilege to have you here. In this rhythm series, we have been talking about the rhythms that drive our lives lives and either keep us healthy or make us unhealthy. And in it, we've been asking the same question every week. And we always have like a defining question or defining statement for each one of the, the series that we do here. And this one is what rhythms are shaping 
your life? What rhythms are shaping your life? And over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about some intentional and unintentional rhythms. Last week, we talked about some of the intentional rhythms that both my wife and I had growing up around the dinner table and how that really kind of shaped and influenced our lives as people because our family had a rhythm around the dinner table. We also talked about some of the unintentional and unhealthy rhythms that we might pick up throughout life. And I talked a little bit about my 7 p.m. nap, but certainly we all have unhealthy rhythms that can get going in our lives that are either more healthy or less healthy than just the 7 p.m. nap, but we all have things that can kind of go on in our lives. But have you ever noticed that left to your own devices, you never end up being healthy? Have you ever noticed that in our lives, we will gravitate towards unhealthy rather than gravitating towards healthy? Like hopefully throughout this series, you've examined your life a little bit. You've kind of taken a look at things and you've said, okay, what are some of the healthy rhythms that I have that I want to keep that are keeping me healthy emotionally, physically, emotionally, I said emotionally twice, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally healthy. And what are some of the rhythms in my life that are maybe keeping me unhealthy, right? What are some of the rhythms in my life that are maybe, you know, aren't really benefiting me in, in any really strong way? And hopefully you've been able to examine your life and you've been able to sort of disrupt or change up some of the unhealthy rhythms and you've been able to begin establishing some healthier rhythms. And here's the thing, guys. You, you might think as a church that like all we really care about is your spiritual life. And tonight, we are going to talk about rhythms that keep our spiritual life healthy. And we've been talking about that throughout the series. But God cares about our health overall. One of the things that I love about what the Bible teaches about God is that God and Jesus have a deep care for our overall health. Well, it's very difficult to be of use in the kingdom of God if you're physically always unhealthy. And I don't mean if you have ailments or your age or there's specific situations that are in your unique scenario that are preventing you from doing everything. What I mean is if we have if we're if we're eating if, if every day we wake up and we just back to back to back four Twinkies before we head out for work. Right. Um then it's going to be hard. Our cholesterol is going to be such that it's going to become difficult for us to be of use in God's kingdom. If we don't have relational health, it's very difficult to be of use in God's kingdom if we're always in the middle of some sort of like crazy relational drama. And so, and our spiritual lives have to be healthy as well. So God cares deeply about all aspects of health in our life and all rhythms that dictate and change the scope and the shape of our health, but we don't naturally get healthy. Here's the truth. We naturally accumulate unhealthy rhythms if we are not intentional, intentionally establishing healthy ones. That'll be on the screen. We naturally accumulate unhealthy rhythms if we are not intentionally establishing healthy ones. Have you ever noticed this in your own life? It's a lot easier to drink a little too much, to stay up a little too late, to game a little too long, to get angry a little too easily than it is to eat healthy, to exercise, to pray, to invest deeply and intentionally in your relationships. It's a lot easier to live in the negative than it is to buy in to the patterns of of the positive. In our natural and uninterrupted state, we tend to lean towards and lean into things that are just 
unhealthy. And this is true of our lives physically, emotionally, relationally, but also it's true of our lives spiritually. I just want to say, hey, new here, Miss Jessie Lynn, welcome to the stream and glad to have you here with us. My name is Mark. Welcome to Lux. You're in the middle of our message tonight. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you with us. And so listen, God cares about our rhythms because our rhythms dictate the direction of our lives. Next week, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. God cares deeply about our rhythms because our rhythms will dictate the direction of our lives. I'm going to say this next week, but if you will show me your rhythms today, I can show you your future tomorrow. Why? Because it's very difficult to break the rhythms of our lives, the habits and sort of the the things that we go through every day. If you can show me your rhythms today, we can show you your future tomorrow because our rhythms dictate largely what our future is going to look like. And so if you're looking at your life right now and you're like, I don't love the outcome. I don't love the outcome. Well, deciding to, on a whim... Do something a little bit different, explore a new hobby, or maybe go and try to reconcile. Those are good things, but if you really want to reshape your future, you have to begin by altering your rhythms today. Otherwise, you'll continue to get what you already have because your rhythms and your established rhythms in your life are the things that largely dictate the course of your future. So tonight, we're going to be turning our attention to the third spiritual rhythm that we believe keeps us spiritually healthy, especially as followers of Jesus. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, please understand, if you don't consider yourself a follower of Jesus, you're still welcome here. We're glad that you're here. We say all the time, Lux is a place of spiritual guidance, not a place of spiritual authority. Doesn't matter where you are, atheist, agnostic, Um, Islam, uh, whatever faith background you come from, it doesn't matter. We're just glad that you're here and we're inviting you to explore Christianity with us, along with us on this journey. And so we're going to be talking about the spiritual rhythm of Bible study. And, And maybe you like, this is the one that like everyone knew was coming, right? Like when we talk about spiritual rhythms, Bible study is kind of a given, like that's going to be part of it. And in the church for many, many years, we have been saying you need to read your Bible and it's true. But oftentimes that comment is is largely kind of unhelpful for a lot of people. You see, the Bible is over 2,000 years removed from our culture and our perspective. And that gap, hey, Spencer, glad to have you back with us tonight. That gap is only getting larger. That gap is only getting larger larger with each new invention and each new piece of tech. The gap between the culture that the Bible was written in and the culture that we live in today becomes harder and harder to bridge. So a lot of people go to the Bible and they want to read their Bible and they're excited about reading their Bible and it's all really good intentions, but the language is so dense and it's a very intimidating book to get into and it's very thick. And if I had like a dollar, well, I don't know a dollar, but I had some money for each time someone has come to me and said, I'm going to read the Bible and I'm going to read it from beginning to end, starting in Genesis 
this. I'm going to read it cover to cover, the whole way to Revelation, because we want to treat the Bible just like we treat any other book. And if, and then the next time I see that person, almost inevitably, if I ask them, how's the Bible reading going? How are you doing making your way through cover to cover of the Bible? Almost always they say, well, I did it a couple of times. I tried it a couple of times, but then I sort of faded with it or I fell off. And so they did it for a few days. And then after the first, you know, 11, 12 chapters of the book of Genesis, it sort of became overwhelming and they sort of fell off. Here's the reason you can't approach, this will be on the screen, you can't approach the Bible like any other book because it's unlike any other book. You can't approach the Bible like any other book because it's unlike any other book. And our key scripture tonight is going to show that. But before we get into that, before we get into that, I love Genesis. The book of Genesis is a great book. We're the fanboys. We're making our way through it right now in our Bible in one year plan. Okay, so before we dive into that, I would love to know if you have any experience with the Bible, what has that experience been? Because some people have varying experiences. Some people, like, they tried it and, and have not picked it back up. Some people, it's very life-giving. They read it every day. Some people have found things that they like. What if you have a favorite book of the Bible or a favorite verse? Like, how have you engaged with the Bible throughout your life, and what has that been? If you pop it in chat, we're going to read a couple of those comments a little bit later on during the message. It's an opportunity for you to participate in the message with me, and it gives me an idea of kind of, like, where is our church family when it comes to their understanding and their experience of what the Bible means to them and how the Bible has impact, impacted and influenced their life. As you do that, I want to talk a little bit about what the Bible is and what it's made up as. So the Bible is not just a book. It's a collection of writings. It's a collection of 66 different writings to be exact, possibly more than that, some that have been combined into singular books. We call those 66 writings different books of the Bible. The Bible itself, which I was supposed to have this physical Bible in my hand, it's going to be all thick. Um, the Bible itself, I'll ask Greg, Greg, bring me a thick Bible, okay, please. Um, the Bible itself is made up in, is, is in 66 different writings, 66 different books. It's split up into two different sections. We call these sections the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament largely captures the history of the people of Israel. The New Testament largely captures the life death, resurrection of Jesus and the story of the first church. But the Old Testament is broken down into even more sections. The first five pieces of the Old Testament, historically thought to be inspired by or written by a man named Moses, is called the Torah or is called the law. And it features the story of creation in much of the stories of the exile and the people of Israel leaving Egypt. The next section is what we consider to be historical narrative, and it captures much of the stories of the Israelites leaving Egypt, becoming a nation, and the kings and rulers that ruled over them during that season. We also have something that's broken down here called the wisdom literature, which is largely songs and wise sayings written by a man named Solomon and a man named David and a handful of other people. And lastly, we have a section in this book called the prophets. And in this book, in the prophets, it is spiritual leaders and the writings of spiritual leaders during the time of Israel's rebellion and eventual exile. The New Testament is broken down largely into two parts. The first is called the Gospels, the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are four separate eyewitness accounts of the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. The rest of the New Testament is a collection. The rest of the 27 books of the New Testament is mostly 
likely letters that were written by spiritual leaders to the members of the very first church. And that's all capped off with a book called Revelation, which is a book of future viewings and prophecies and visions by a man named John, Jesus' personal friend. That's what the Bible is. The Bible cannot be treated like any other book because the Bible is unlike any other book. In fact, people who have given their lives for the last 2,000 years to study this book have described it as being alive and transformative. And the Bible actually has some things to say about itself. And we're only going to look at one very short passage of Scripture tonight. And it actually comes to us from the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Timothy was a man who was mentored by a guy named Paul. Paul wrote the vast majority of the New Testament letters after those four books we talked about in the beginning that cover the life of Jesus, the four Gospels. Paul wrote many of the other letters to the various churches. This young man, Timothy, was mentored by Paul. And in his letter in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. This passage gives us the most basic thousand foot view of why we should read our Bible. Why? Because it is good for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in in righteousness. But when Timothy was writing this, there wasn't a, the New Testament. There was only the Old Testament. So when he wrote this, he was writing it about the Old Testament. Little did he know that throughout church history, his words would be used to encompass and cover both the New and the Old Testament, helping to make valid the the very words of his mentor, Paul, in his various writings that we find in the New Testament. Either way, now, as followers of Jesus and as the church, we view both New and Old Testament to be breathed by God. And I had to know kind of what that meant. What did it mean to be breathed by God? Well, the Greek word here for breath or to be breathed is synonymous with the word inspiration or the idea of inspiration. So when Timothy here says that the Bible is the is is the breathed word of God, it is God breathed. What he is saying is it is inspired by God. One of the other places in the Bible where we see the breath of God at play is in the very beginning of the Bible in the book of Genesis when God breathes into the first man Adam and gives him life and through life spirit, making him different and unique to all of the other animals in all of creation. For all of those had bodies, but man was created with body, soul, and with the breath of God, his inspiration, his spirit. So when Timothy says that the word of God is breathed, he means that it is inspired, that in some way, God gave his word through the biblical author. And next week, we're going to unpack a little bit about that. And so that's the first reason why we should be intrigued by and want to actually read our Bibles, because it is inspired by God, intended for us. So why read 
your Bible. Other than me telling you to do it, I think there are several reasons why you should read your Bible and why you should create a healthy spiritual rhythm, even a daily or at least multiple time a week rhythm around reading your Bible. And we're making it very easy for you to get the opportunity to do that here at Lux if you're plugged in with us over on Discord and especially with us over on the YouVersion Bible app. Throughout my life, my engagement with the Bible has been hit and miss. Whenever I was growing up, you know, I went to church and I went to youth group and uh, because I was raised in the church, right? And so my family would take me to church every week. And I heard a lot about the importance of reading your Bible. And even uh, when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to go work for a church and, and help reach teenagers. And so um, I, I wanted to read my Bible, but I found it really daunting and difficult to break into. No matter how hard I tried, I just didn't seem to be able to get into a rhythm or a pattern where I was able to get to it every day. And I'd get people who tell me, wake up early in the morning and read your Bible. And I'm like, well, that's sucks. I don't want to do that because I have to go to school in the morning and then, you know, I want to read Dungeons and Dragons books when I get home, not the Bible. And and I want to play video games, to be honest. Like, that was my life. Those were the things that I liked to do. Um, you know, for me, I would read the Bible and, and then I would fall out of it. And it wasn't really until after college when I started working for a church that I sort of got into the regular rhythm of actually reading actually reading. So I'm going to go over really quickly three reasons why I think that you should read the Bible and then we're going to close. The first one is this, to gain wisdom and understanding. The Bible is chock full of wise sayings and advice on life. It is thousands of years of people who wrote down their experience with experiences with God, God's interaction with the Israelite people, and how to live life. And for me, when I was a teenager, I really wanted to grow in wisdom. I wanted people to say, Mark, you're wise beyond your years. Arrogantly, that's what I wanted to, you know, that's what I wanted to hear. And so I would I would pray for wisdom. I think God has answered that question. And what what is wisdom? Wisdom is a knowledge rightly applied. It's knowledge rightly applied. I, I don't know about you. I when I was in high school, kids got really into weightlifting, and I wasn't. But I would I would hide in the weight room during gym class and make Dungeons and Dragons characters because it was out of eye eye shot of uh, of our gym teacher. And um, and I, you would watch all the you know the kids, and, and they would I don't know what we would call it back then. Now you would say getting swole, right? And they would lift. But I also lived in a really rural community with a lot of farmers, and it was always interesting because um, despite the fact that many of the football players and the kids who hit the gym a lot could outlift the farmers, the farmers could almost always outperform the kids who hit the gym a lot. Why? Because they knew how to apply the strength that they had. Wisdom is knowledge correctly applied. And although I am not the most knowledgeable person, and I'm certainly not the smartest person in this chat or in this room, um, I believe that God has really blessed me with the ability to take what little knowledge and information I do have and rightly apply it to my life. And so I think that that is where wisdom really breaks down and helps us. And the Bible has a ton of wisdom to share and how we can apply it through our lives. And if you're wanting to grow in wisdom, I want to encourage you start in a book called the book of Proverbs, mostly written by a guy named Solomon. It's a collection of wise sayings and there's 31 chapters. If you read one chapter, one section of it a day, you'll finish it in a month. And if you're crazy, you'll do that for a year. It will really help you to grow in wisdom. If you don't have a problem with knowing things, but actually practically applying them to your life in a way that it will transform and help your life, perhaps you don't need more head knowledge. Perhaps you need more wisdom to rightly apply the knowledge that you have. Okay, the next thing is this. 
study to gain a better understanding of God's character in nature. The Bible echoes from beginning to end. It's really just, and it's it's almost like an autobiography. It's God displaying his nature and his character. And last week when we talked about the rhythm and the importance of prayer, we talked about praying inside of God's character and, and uh, understanding who he is and then praying within the boundaries of that because God doesn't go outside of his character and will to answer our prayers. We pray within and to reveal God's character and will. So the Bible helps us actually understand that. And you can see that from beginning to end. If you look in Genesis, you'll see God as creator. If you look in um, in the prophets, you'll see God um, both as, as justice and wrath, but also as mercy and grace. If you look in Judges, you'll see God as the provider. If you look in, uh, in the gospels, you'll see, you'll understand God's mercy. Um, if you look in the book of Acts, um, you'll understand God's guidance better. But if you really want to understand the nature and the character of God, I got to challenge you. You got to go to the gospels first. You got to go to the first four books of the new Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In fact, if you go to the book of Mark, and you read one chapter a day, you can basically read it twice every single month. If you want to understand who God is, you have to understand the character and the nature of Jesus. There's no better way to do that than to go to the eyewitness accounts of who Jesus was. If you go to the book of Mark, and read it daily. The last one is this. We study to receive encouragement and conviction. The reality is most of us need in, in some way or another, we need encouraged from time to time. It's easy to sort of get discouraged. Maybe you're a person who's just really optimistic. Most of us aren't. Um, in the beginning of 2020, uh, whenever COVID hit and everything, I was just so discouraged and I was overwhelmed. Just to be very honest, I was just afraid. And I know that like fear is like a trigger word during the pandemic and no one wants to admit to being afraid of everything. Everybody, every, everyone, everyone was a coward before the pandemic, but as soon as the pandemic hit, everybody right or left, doesn't matter where you are, is the bravest person on the planet. No one's ever been afraid of anything. Well, I was afraid because I had kids and I didn't know what was going to happen in our culture, in our world, and I needed comforted and I needed encouragement. And the first thing I did was I cracked my Bible and I went to the book of Psalms because I had received encouragement from there before and I began reading through the book of Psalms. But it also brings conviction to our lives because there's sometimes that we need encouraged and there's sometimes when we've gotten off the path and we need kicked in the teeth. I don't know about you. Ever need kicked in the teeth? You ever need someone to be like, stop it. You're being a moron. Like quit it. Quit it. You're destroying your life. And the Bible also offers us conviction to come alongside us and kick us in the teeth and say like, stop doing what you're doing. You're, you're not being smart here. You're making bad choices. And the Bible has a way of doing that to us as well. In fact, probably more than anything like there have been people in my life who can speak into my life and convict me and change the course of my life but it's mostly been the bible that has done that for me in fact during a particularly long season of disobedience when i was abandoning god i was walking away in college um during my junior year i cracked open my bible much like holden said cracked open my bible to look at random at something and i flipped open to psalms one and psalms one alone changed my life and psalm 73 a couple weeks later changed my life and so if you need encouragement and you need conviction in your life, which we all do, I think you know where I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you to the book of Psalms. It's in the dead center of your Bible. It's made up of 151 chapters and you can make your way through it one chapter a day, very slowly, or because the chapters are short, if you read five a day, you can make your way through the entire book of Psalms and you guessed it, one month, three one month goals. If you're looking for wisdom, Proverbs. If you're looking for God's character and understanding who he is and who Jesus was, the book of Mark. If you're looking for encouragement and conviction, 
the book of Psalms. All can be read through at least once if you read daily and start building a healthy spiritual rhythm. Our lives will always tend towards the unhealthy if left to their own devices. We don't naturally drink less soda. We intentionally drink more water. We don't naturally go to bed earlier so we get proper rest. We intentionally go to bed earlier and set our alarm to get up in the morning. We naturally tend towards unhealthy relationships, physical lives, and spiritual lives. We have to make intentional plans and build intentional rhythms into our lives if we want to have a healthy spiritual life. And so if you're looking at 2022 and you want it to be different than 2021, and you're saying, I want to have a healthy spiritual life. I want to be able to look back on 2022 and say, this is the year that I significantly grew in my relationship and understanding of who God was. This was the year that my faith expanded. This made the difference. It's not going to happen because of wishful thinking or because you accidentally stumbled into it. It is going to happen because you've intentionally built rhythms that that drive you towards spiritual health and Bible study and Bible reading are central and important to that. And if tonight maybe you don't know, like this isn't enough of evidence for you, maybe these three reasons aren't good enough for you and you want more reasons, there's going to be a link in chat to another message that we did uh, a couple of months ago in our Whisper series on the importance of how God speaks to us through the Bible. You can grab the link to that. It'll take you to our YouTube page. And over there, you can follow that. I even give some suggestions in that video of translations of the Bible that you can pick up in specific Bibles that might be helpful to you in your personal study, which brings us to our next step this week. I will begin 2022 by practicing the spiritual rhythm of Bible study. Hi, Lima. Good to see you. I will begin Blossom Gaming. Good to see you. I will begin 2022 by practicing the spiritual rhythm of Bible study. And if we could get exclamation point next step and I think exclamation point rhythms in the chat, um, both of those will have what we need. Like we've done the past couple of weeks, if this is a challenge that you want to take in 2022, I would ask you to put a five in chat. Why? Why? I don't know why rhythms never works, but I would ask you to put a five in chat if you would like to take that next step with me this week. If you want to rise and take the challenge, put a five in chat and raise your hand and say, I too will begin 2022 by studying my Bible. I too will begin 2022 by beginning a spiritual rhythm of study. And we've made this pretty easy for you. In fact, back on January 1st, we started a Bible in one year plan on version. You can come and join us in that. In addition to that, we start a new Bible study in version every single Monday. You can come and join us in that. But if one of those other things seems to hit right for you and you want to start reading the book of Proverbs or the book of Mark or the book of Psalms this week, you can start any of those even today. It doesn't really matter. Guys, the goal is not for you to chunk through the entire Bible and read it cover to cover. The goal is for you to begin developing healthy spiritual rhythms in your life that you can expand upon and you can grow with. Let's pray. Father God, I love you and I thank you for tonight and for every single soul, every person who's in this chat. 
every single soul, every single person who's in this chat tonight, they matter. They matter to you. Their story matters, Father. Their journey matters to you, Father. You love them. You care about them. You desire to draw close to them. You want to show them your ways. But in order for us to connect with you, Father, we have to begin working towards healthier spiritual lives, which happens through establishing healthy spiritual rhythms. Help us, Father, this week to truly be a people that aren't just fasting, that aren't just praying, but are also studying our scriptures, that are reading our Bibles, that have our heads in your word and our eyes locked on you, Father. Help us to be because you care about us and you love us, Lord. Help us, Father, to learn more of you, to grow in wisdom and encouragement and conviction and our knowledge of who you are this week. We pray these things in your name, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Lux Digital Church. If Lux has been having an impact on your life, I want to encourage you to visit us at luxdigitalchurch.com and get connected to our community there. We're so thankful for you and we appreciate you. Have a blessed day and a blessed week.